Hello, good evening, or hope everyone is well. Thanks for coming tonight. Very exciting night, new month, new agenda, and good times, of course. So, who we got here? We got Cheryl, great. Christine, Courtney, Deb, Donna, Heather, Jody, Julie, Kate, Katrina, Kim, Maria, Novia, Petra, Maria Roddy, and Trish. Welcome, first round table, Trish. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming tonight, guys. We've got a couple of things we're going to go through. We're obviously going to talk about our uh, September agenda, what we're doing this month. I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, how do we get comfortable being uncomfortable? And then, of course, we've got Cheryl, who's going to talk uh, a little bit about her journey. Um, she's lost a significant amount of weight. Um, she's, she's always in the background. She, she's quite of a silent achiever. She's achieved amazing things with us. Um, she's very consistent. And, um, yeah, so I think we best start there. We've just got a couple of mums coming in. Awesome. Cool. So, Cheryl, I will just um, unmute you. Cheryl, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for <coughs> sharing your journey today. So, Cheryl, we're going to ask you a series of questions. I guess it gives a better understanding of, you know, what you've achieved and also maybe what you've done in the past, who you are as well. Um, yep. And, you know, I just wanted to highlight your journey because I think you've done amazing things in a short amount of time, um, which is great to see. But let's start with, tell us about yourself. Tell us your age. Uh, what do you do for work? How many kids do you have? And, and where do you live? All right. Um, I'm 53 years old. I'll be 54 on Friday. Um, I'm divorced. I have two adult sons, um, Tyler's 25 and Dylan's 23. Um, I've been with my current partner for um, four years now um, and I work in his automotive business as a bookkeeper receptionist um, for three days a week and then I work with another lady as a bookkeeper secretary on the other two days a week. Um, I live in Portland on the southwest coast in Victoria. Um, it's a beautiful coastal town um, and yeah. Awesome. So let's shoot straight into it. You've tried things in the past, Cheryl, to try yep. and lose weight. Could you talk me a little bit about that? All right. So um, before I got married, I, um, I did Jenny Craig for I think it was near on two years um, and that worked well for me. But um, And I managed to keep the weight off and probably until I had started having the children. Um, and then after that, yeah, I just lost my way <laughs> and focused on kids and, yeah, didn't really focus on myself, um, so I started putting back on weight. And then I think I had a couple more attempts of just trying Weight Watchers. Um, they sort of worked, but, yeah, just wasn't, I don't know, just didn't seem the right thing for me. Um, and, um, yeah, that's probably about it. And probably over the last, since I've been with my current partner, um, I love cooking. And I sort of, because they, my partner has um, three children and he'd been a single dad for a long time. Um, I think I got into the habit of cooking big meals and because they all love food and they all love my food, 
I think we all just got into some really bad habits and, yeah, I just put on heaps of weight. Um, and, yeah, I just, it sort of got to the point where um, when my son got married, I kept thinking I want to, before he actually got married, I kept thinking to myself, I'd like to lose some weight, but I never actually did anything about it. Mm. And um, it wasn't until, um, like, he got married and then for Mother's Day they gave me a photo book and I remember I was looking through that and looking at photos of myself and I actually felt disgusted with myself that I'd let myself go. Um, and... I just felt I needed something at right then and there to get me back on track and get me to start losing some weight again. And that's when I've come across your Mighty Mum movement on Facebook. Mm. And, um, yeah, haven't looked back since I started. Well, I think, you know, a lot of mums in this movement can so, relate to trying those things like, you know, Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig. Um, I know a lot of the mums that are here today have yeah. tried that <clears throat> doubt. And, you know, having that feeling that you felt there, you know, use the word disgusted or get to a point where it's like, you know, I, I need to do something. So, you know, I guess yeah. I want to go into, you had some goals coming into our, to our movement. Like what were some of the goals that you wanted to achieve coming into to the Mighty Mum movement? Okay, I think probably the main thing, I wanted to lose 10 kilos. Um, and I also wanted to um, just to feel a bit healthier in myself because I was um, finding that if I tried to do sort of any sort of exercise, like I, I walk, but if I tried to do anything that was more strenuous or whatever, I'd, like I'd have shortness of breath and I kept thinking, oh, geez, if I don't do something about losing my weight, you know, is this going to lead to other health, health issues? So, and that was sort of, yeah, another goal was to, to get back to being fit and, yeah, feeling healthy. Well, let's yeah. get to the crux of it, Cheryl. What have you achieved? What have you achieved in the movement so far? Okay, so I have um, now lost 11 and a half kilos. Awesome. In, I think it's three... Three months, is it? Yeah, May, I think I started. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think um, for me, it, I've just found that tracking my food, um, doing the your um, workouts of the day, um, and just trying to keep increasing my steps. So I'm now up to, I average probably between twelve and fourteen thousand steps a day um which for me is yeah i think that's pretty awesome <laughs> considering i used to only do about probably five five thousand steps so yeah and it's been yeah really good and i've found that i've been able to keep doing that and i think just um sticking to a routine um like i always walk now at night time usually around six o'clock um and of a weekend it's, yeah, usually first thing in the morning, we get up and go for a walk. So, and I think having my partner's been very supportive of me, and he's actually joined in and he's actually losing weight as well. Um, so, yeah, it's been really good. 
That's awesome, Cheryl. Congratulations on you know losing 11.5 kilos. And when I look at your diary, Cheryl, you started in May. Like for three months plus now, you have not missed a day of training and nutrition, um, and you've hit your steps. And so I guess yep. that goes into my next question: like, what kind of drives you to be consistent every day? Um, I think yeah, I had a bit of a think about this. What is keeping me motivated, and what's keeping me being consistent? And I think it is. Um, I'm a when I set my mind to something. I'm all in, I do what I can and I, I, I think it's also because I have routines. Mm. So I, I'm a sort of a bit of a routine sort of person so I like to keep at a routine and I think, you know, so I'm assuming that because I track and I just stay um, consistent, I suppose. Um, yeah, I don't really know what it is that is keeping me motivated at the moment, but it's whatever I'm doing is working. So I'm yeah. happy to, yeah, I think just keep going. Is when we get into a, I feel like there's kind of a sticky point when it comes to a habit, right? It's like yep. we go past a certain point, now it's like we don't want to go back, right? But yep. it's getting to that point and whatever that it might be for someone, it might be four weeks, people say 90 days, people say six weeks, but it gets to a point for you mentally where it's like, I, I don't want to go back. Like I've done this yeah. for three months now. Now it's a lot yeah. harder for you to go uh, the other way than if you were like a week in and you, you know, weren't consistent. It's much easier to pull back from the habit, right? Yeah. So that's my encouragement to a lot of your mums here. It's like you could be a week away from you never breaking that habit again, right? So a lot of people will kind of stop at that tipping point before they create that habit and that's what I've seen in you. Now you're three months in, it's like, well, there's no kind of turning back. Like I've been... Yeah. Right? So I guess what would you say, Cheryl, um, Cheryl to a mum who, who's just started with us? Right. Um, I think probably the most important thing is to, to track your food, um, <laughs> do all your um, workouts of the day or, yeah, and just track your steps and then reflect on Sundays and just see if there is something there that you can do better next week and try and just focus on one thing. Like I was always focusing on increasing my steps. If I could, I'd try and do better each week or, um, or I'd try and cut down my calories a little bit. Um, and another thing I noticed, my calories, I have them set at, um, I think it's 1,600, but I always try and aim for the 1,200. So I don't know if that's a, a psychological thing, but I always try and, whereas I think if I had it set at 12, um, 1,200 calories, I don't know if I would, you know, whether that would mess with my head if I went over them. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, yeah. I guess we all have like those little tricks and tweaks that work personally for you. Yeah. And work really well for you. Um, you know, and yeah. for someone else, they might have something else or they might do something similar to that. And it's knowing kind of what ticks you, you know, what pushes you over the edge, what motivates you. You're obviously quite aware of what, yeah. you, what, what will set you off. And, and that's a good little tip there. I guess last question for you, Cheryl, is like, what's next for you? Like you, you've lost 11.5 kilos. Like what's your next goal? Yep. So my next goal is to lose maybe another five to ten kilos, um, and yeah, just see how I go from there. And and then once I get to that point, maybe yeah, just see how 
hopefully I can maintain and yeah, that would be good. Awesome. Well, Cheryl, I know this was um, big for you coming on, but um, I'm just so proud of your efforts um, of what you achieved that I just couldn't hide it anymore. So I needed you. <laughs> I know that's inspired a lot of mums in here. And, you know, what I feel from you, Cheryl, is just real genuineness and, and realness. Um, yeah. like, just like all the mums in here. And I, I hope that's helped a lot of the mums as well. So I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate you being so real. And I know it's just the beginning, Cheryl, a lot, a lot more to come from you. So I appreciate that. Let's give Cheryl a little hand. I know everyone's on mute. But thank you, Cheryl. Appreciate that. So that kind of goes into our title for tonight, which is how do we get comfortable being uncomfortable, which also ties in with this monthly agenda, uh, which is pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. And that's ultimately how we grow. That's ultimately how we become happy. So I thought I'd talk from my own experience because I don't want to talk from theory because theory is works for other people. But I, I ultimately want to talk about my journey in terms of how I've become comfortable being uncomfortable. And it's coming from a place of experience, not theory. And that therefore I hope it impacts you on a more deeper level. So for me, when I think about uncomfortable situations, there's kind of three points in my life that kind of make me think of the, the times when I felt really uncomfortable. So I thought I'd show you some photos because I know everyone loves visuals. So this was number one for me. Can everyone see that? Can you wave at me? Is it, a, is it me running? Yeah, awesome. So th this was me, okay? I chose to do a 100-kilometer run. Don't know why, a bit crazy. But um, look, I had a client, his wife was a burn victim, and I know some of you have been me another story. Um, his wife was a burn victim, and I wanted to raise money for her. So I said, I'll run 100 kilometers for you. Um, you can see in this photo, um, I was in a lot of pain. I was holding my wife's hand, um, one of the other trainers' hand, but I had about, you know, a good odd amount of people, some of my clients that were helping me run up up to finish off the gym. I was about at a 90, 95 kilometer mark here, running back to the gym. And um, that's one moment for me that I, I clearly remember that it was very uncomfortable, but I did finish, started at 5 a.m. in the morning, finished at 5 p.m. It took me 12 hours, okay? So um, that, that was a tough moment in my life that I'm very proud of. Can you wave at me if that photo's changed? Or it hasn't? Okay, cool. No worries. So, this guy in the camo gear is me, okay? Um, I, I was part of the Army Reserves, and this was a, a, a proud moment for me as well, but a very uncomfortable moment as well. Um, you know, I remember going to Kapuka, where everyone goes for, for training, and you might have family members or people that you know that were in the Army as well, and we were there for a month, and we had to do our basic training, and it was very shocking to go from a civil life to that life. It was always up at 5 a.m. It was, it was finished at 10 p.m. Couldn't touch the bed. It was very structured. We got yelled at a lot. Um, and we pretty much got life taken away from us. And this was a really uncomfortable moment for me um, that taught me a lot about being comfortable and being in the, in the uncomfortable. The third thing for me was this photo here. Cool. So... This is not uh, Costa Zoo. This is Aaron Sim. So Aaron Sim, myself, I, uh, I'm the guy in the black there. I decided to embark on a boxing match, uh, an amateur boxing match, and that's me in the black. And this was a really uncomfortable moment for me um, that I had to get really comfortable with and being in that ring. And I did it for my dad, um, who, who a lot of you know has passed away over the last 12 weeks because he raised, uh, he had lung cancer. So I thought if he can get in the ring, I can get, if he can fight, 
cancer, I can get here into the ring. This was another moment in my life um, that was really uncomfortable for me. Um, and it, it wasn't necessarily a thing that was easy to do. It was definitely hard. So when I think about life, I think about those three moments in my life that brought me to, to go, did I have fear? 100%. When I hopped into that ring and the crowd was there, it, it was a really tough moment. When I went to army training, I wasn't there with my family. That was tough. When I had to run 100 kilometers and I wanted to give up, my legs were sore. I ended up in the ambulance at, at the, end of the end of the race. These were really uncomfortable moments. So what got me through? What helped me get through those moments? I used three things that I believe and I hope will help you and help you through this month as well. Number one, and we talk a, a lot about it a lot, is you need to have a reason that is bigger than the pain that you're going through. Did I feel pain 100%? In the 100-kilometer run, my legs no longer worked. It was everything in my mind getting me through. So the reason for me that got me through is me personally, I want to be unique and I want to be different. And the only way to do that, to have an actual impact, is I need to do things that are unique and different. I don't like the status quo because I can't impact everyone on here and say, hey, do these amazing things when I don't do amazing things myself. So that caused me to do uncomfortable things. And I know to, in order to impact it's on the other side of being uncomfortable. Now, that's my reason. And I'm clear on that reason. That's helped me get through those situations with the army, running 100 kilometers and getting in the boxing ring. That was in the back of my mind every single time I wanted to stop. So that reason for you is, and this is what we talk a lot about in our movement, what is yours? Because when things get tough, that reason is going to be tested. Is it strong enough to get you over the resistance or the physical pain that you might feel? And, and that's something to, to, to hark on for this month is getting clear on that. Number two is accountability creates visibility. And what I mean by that is whenever I've had a goal or audacious goal, I've talked to a lot of people on purpose. I would tell friends, I would tell family, I say, hey, I'm going to do a boxing match. Hey, I'm going to go join the army. Hey, I'm going to do this. And what that did, it put pressure on me to go, hey, I've told all these people, now I actually need to follow through right? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell all these people and not follow through. Now that just looks bad on me. I don't want my, my wife to think that when I say things, I'm not going to follow through. I don't want my family members to think Aaron's all talk. He never follows through. So when I have a goal, I tell people and I tell people that puts pressure, that puts urgency, and that allows me to actually follow through and do the things that I need to do on a daily basis. Number three is being okay with whatever the outcome is. So for me, when I set a goal out, okay, I want to achieve this, I look at what's the worst case outcome. Am I, am I okay with that? Yes. In terms of boxing, for me, the worst case outcome was losing. Did I lose? I lost. And I was okay with that. I was okay with me losing because I already prepared for that. For me, it was all about learning on the journey. And what was the, the outcome that I actually wanted to achieve was to push myself outside my comfort zone and become stronger in my character. And that was the goal for me. It wasn't about a win or loss. Boxing was just an outlet in order for me to, to find that character trait or grow into that area. Number four is from there, we ultimately set the audacious goal. Okay, We then have the reason of, of why we need to do it. Then we have the accountability. So we're telling people to create visibility. Then I'm okay with whatever the outcome is. And the last thing is ultimately we need to build habits. We need to build habits so that we are prepared as best as we can. And that means, because we can't, there's, there's different uncomfortable feelings. You might say, I want to do a marathon, and you might have that uncomfortable feeling of turning up because you're not, you didn't prepare, you turned up, that's an uncomfortable feeling because you don't feel prepared. And then there's the uncomfortable feeling that you are prepared, it's just something new and it's challenging. That's the uncomfortable feeling that we want to feel. 
Now that comes from a place of building habits and planning and training. So you might not get the outcome you want in terms of you might set an audacious goal, like a half marathon, like a marathon, whatever it is, special for you or, or uh, individualized for yourself. But in that, it's like, okay, it's September now. What, what am I going to do this month? What is my big goal that I want to achieve? What's going to push me outside my comfort zone? That, so I start to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Now, after doing those events in my life, it's now widened me that I feel a bit itchy or edgy if I don't do something that's a bit funny. I don't do something that pushes me outside my comfort zone. <clears throat> my wife gets a bit on edge because, you know, I'm stable and she's like, oh, no, what's he going to do next? And she gets a little bit stressed because she's the one that's going to have to deal with me on the other end. But for yourself this month and this, this month's focus, I want you to think about how can you push yourself just that little bit outside your comfort zone? And how can you be comfortable there using that framework? Okay, to recap, that framework is you need to have a reason. Reason that, reason that is bigger than the pain. Accountability creates visibility. Who can you tell? It might be me, it might be your friends, it might be your partner, and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Now you have to follow through. Being okay with what the outcome is. Play out in your mind. Okay, what's the worst case scenario of this outcome? Am I okay with that outcome? Great. If it's too much of a stress, stress and you can't handle it, pull it back a little bit. What's still going to challenge you but not make you totally stressed out that you don't, you debilitates you, right? So you want it to push it to a point where you can do, but it's within reach. The fourth thing is, what are the habits? What are the habits that you need to build this month in order for you to get there? So this ties into this monthly agenda, which some of you already know what it is. This month, we are doing September, okay, as you know. So... We're working in groups of four. I've put everyone in, in groups of four. <clears throat> After this call, Kay's going to pop everyone into groups of four messenger groups, okay, like we've done before. That's going to be your little support network, okay, in order for you to achieve your goals. So really simple. Just going to get this up. Awesome. Okay, can everyone see that? Can you wave at me if you can? Awesome. This is our step 10 bar goals, okay? Week one, 10,000 steps a day. Week two, 12,000. Week three, 14,000. And week four, 16,000, okay? If you feel like this is too much, I've got some mums in here that have got injuries and I've already spoke to most of you that can't do this and I'll be working with you individually. So you won't be a part of the team. Uh, the ones that in here that I've popped you in groups of four, okay? Unless for some reason you can't do it, you've got an injury that I don't know about, please let me know. Um, I can change the teams around. So that's really simple what we're going to do this month, okay? Your job is maybe a team member one day only gets 8,000. How can you support them and go, hey, don't worry, I'll do a couple extra for you. And then maybe you have a down day and then they pick up for you. So I really want you to work in teams and really get to know each other um, over this month. Okay, and September is really going to push you to how can I get creative with walks? How can I walk more? How can I be more active throughout this month? Who's excited? Wave at me if you are. Awesome. So, Kay, um, everyone knows Kay. Kay is a great part of our team. She's created an amazing diary, okay, that we're going to post in the movement, which I'll show you right now for the month of September. So, just like this, really simple, okay? So you can print this out and then you can write. Kind of like what Cheryl said there. So we've got week one will be your goals, okay? So training, what are you gonna do for training? Okay, times three training sessions, great. 
Steps. How many steps are you aiming for? Obviously, week one, the goal is 10,000. So it's probably going to be 10,000. Nutrition. What do you need to do around nutrition? I need to track my food times seven. I need to be within 100 calories of my target. Great. Self-care. What are you doing for self-care? Go for walks, uh, listen to podcasts, face masks, massage, whatever it is. Write in there what you're going to do. You get to the end of the week, you reflect. Exactly what Cheryl said. How'd you go in training? Okay, I got three out of seven. Three out of three, great. Steps, I've got 8,000 out of 10. Nutrition, I got three out of seven tracked. Self-care, I did X. Every week, okay? I really suggest that you print this out so it's at the forefront of your mind. You might want to see it and then you're just going to tick it off. You're going to tick it off. Boom, I've done it, I've done it. Then you can look back at the month of September and see if it made a difference if you actually wrote it down like this compared to just being in your head and seeing the difference when this little slight change can be the difference between whether you achieve your goals or you don't. It's really simple to do this stuff, but when we don't do it, it has a compound effect and then we start being reactive to things and not actually achieving our goals. So is that cool? So we've got that little September agenda. After this call, you're all going to be put into messenger groups, okay? And it's okay that you don't hit your steps. I don't expect you to, to hit your steps. That's what your team members are for. Say, hey, I'm having a bad day. They'll lift you up, okay? And this is what I want to see, and I'll be in all those messenger groups, so don't write anything naughty about me because I'll see it all. So in those groups, I want you to use them to really uplift your people. Maybe each week just go, hey, hey, Ariane, how are you going today? Hey, Petra, how are you going today? Hey, Rach, how are you going today? And just checking in with your team members. How are they going? Because I expect everyone to be motivated in week one, but in week three, what happens if someone goes a bit silent? Go, hey, Courtney, how are you going? How's everything going? And just checking in, okay, is important for this month. Any questions? Wave at me. Okay, was that a question? No? Okay, cool. Awesome. So I made things clear. Done my job. Very good. So if you don't like a team member, there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, I've mixed up the teams. I hope you get to know each other really well. Uh, let's have a bit of fun. I've ordered some Mighty Mum shirts. They're coming from uh, the Philippines, and so they're taking some time, but they will get here. Um, there's mums that won last month's challenge that I need to give your shirts to, so you'll be getting those. Um, and then we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a prize for, for this month, the best team. The best team of, of the month will fly you out to Sydney and come see Aaron. No, I'm kidding. I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a prize, okay, for the best team of, of the month. Um, will be really great. Just a bit of fun, a bit of friendly competition. Um, look out each day. There's going to be a post. It'll be like, hey, guys, how'd you go with your steps? Okay, just post, post a screenshot of your phone, your Fitbit, your Apple Watch, whatever you're tracking your steps with, and then we get on stepping. Sound good? Thumbs up? Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. I'm excited. The, the challenge starts tomorrow, okay, officially, and you'll be in those groups. So any questions, shoot through them. If you can't do the challenge, please let me know. Okay, I've already talked to the mums that, that are already um, doing things individually, and that's fine. So thank you. Novia, thank you, Cheryl, for explaining everything for us, uh, talking about your journey. That was great. Thank you, Petra. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Maria, Heather, Julie, Kim, Rach, Sarah, Ariane, Christine, Trish, Courtney, Deb, Jody, Maria, Kay, and Miranda. Thank you very much, guys. Have a good night. I'll talk to you all soon.